Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 267. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023, not June 29th. Why? Illumination and I are about our business. That's why. Uh, we're both away today, but we wanted to make sure you guys got Elijah Fire um, so we preemptively, we thought, we thought strategically, and we were like, let's get, let's get our guests on today, Matt and Anthony. It's going to be great. We've been trying to get another one in the works for a while. It's finally happened. And it just so happened that it worked out on June 29th. And we also needed a pre-record for July 14th. So it worked out perfectly. Uh, before we get started, especially if you guys are new here, stream to four glorious locations. That's Elijah fire on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, rumble, like subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. You guys know what to do. If you guys are listening on Spotify and you are not following the Elijah fire podcast yet, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. And then wherever you are listening to this podcast, uh, if you're listening to the audio only option, Make sure to give us an honest review on whatever app you're listening on. That'll really help us out as well. So, all right. I, I think that's it. We got a great conversation, you guys. Um, my guest today, they hail from Omaha, Nebraska, Lord of Hosts Church. They co-lead the Young Adults Ministry. They're Game Changers. They also host the podcast, Primetime Game Changers. Let's give it up for my guest today, Matt Kuteman and Anthony Armstrong. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Yo, what's up, Jeff? Thank hey, you for hey. having us, man. We're glad that we finally were able to uh, yes. get our schedules aligned. The day uh, is too long. The day has finally arrived. Yes, yes sir. It's a good. Very it's good. a good thing that uh, you know we were able to get back. It's been so busy, and I was like, man, I've I've been missing the opportunities to mm -hmm. be, you know, back on the show. But here we are, and uh, I always love that that intro. It's like brings me back to like my little kid days you know when that like meter goes all the way to 100 percent. i'm like yeah. you know you're just like waiting for that new games like main uh -huh. menu screen to like yep. load up and mm -hmm. yeah so that that throws me back but I that's love the that idea show, man, man. <laughs> riding the nostalgia train you know so um all right well we got a great show you guys we're going to be talking about kind of the idea of god plus jesus and however you want to talk about it, you know, uh, however, however people phrase it different ways, but basically the idea of uh, Jesus or, or pursuing God with the addition of other things on the side. Um, so I, how do you guys want to set this up? We can jump right in. What do you guys have to say about this? Why, why, why shouldn't we, why shouldn't we pursue God, uh, God plus theology? Well, you know, I really think that there's a lot of people who they want God when God does things for them, mm -hmm. as opposed to just wanting God because they want to serve him and mm -hmm. his vision, his kingdom, right? And stand on biblical principles. And I think a lot of times the church has watered down the message of how we as Christians really need to be. It's not about waiting in the, in the shadows. It's about being on the front lines, fighting for our biblical righteous truths, our freedoms in our country. It's about standing and confronting government. It's about standing for the, the, the way Jesus stood up to the Pharisees, mm -hmm. quite mm -hmm. frankly. People don't talk about that enough that 
you know, Jesus was really a savage, man. I mean, he really yeah. was. Was he loving? Of course, but he was also a savage. If they didn't uh, uh, have an issue with him or he wasn't bold, if he was just some quiet guy, they never would have wanted to crucify him. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I, I'll give a shout out to my brother. It's actually his birthday today, but he's one of the boldest, just most nonchalant people I think I've ever met in my life. And he's very disciplined. And I think that's the word right there that the church needs again yes, is sir. discipline. We have mm-hmm. got to be better in being yeah. disciplined Thank about you. the things of God. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Exactly what Matt just ended with right there. That key word is discipline, because what you're seeing right now in society, Jeff, that's really plaguing America and, and the culture is people have this idea about freedom in the sense of freedom being unmitigated. So freedom without boundaries, freedom without accountability or responsibility. Mm -hmm. And really that's not freedom at all. That's anarchy. Yeah. And people have an issue with the idea that freedom comes with the responsibility of self-government. That's the only way this works in our society, in this nation. And when it comes to serving the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? That means being obedient. Like Matt was saying, having the discipline to say, you know what? I want this right now where I'm trying to make this happen, but God, I know you want me to go this way first. You want me to do this first. So I'm going to submit and yield and choose to follow you in this moment, in this season, maybe even for a set number of years, because I value your heart over my own desires. And I think that's where people get caught up in the God and or the God plus, because it's like, Oh yeah, God, I love you until I got to do something that I don't want to do for you. Or until you check me on something that I've been doing and all of a sudden it's not okay, but I just want to look the other way and keep doing it anyway, because, Hey, everyone else is doing it. Or, you know, um, it's not causing me any harm. Right. And that's really what you get into where people now are substituting or adding in you know, alternatives, because they think that, well, you know, this God thing isn't fun enough, or he's not doing enough, he's not moving fast enough. So I'm going to start manifesting things, I'm going to start praying to the universe, I'm going to start, what's the other thing, Uh, burning sage, all these different things. I heard Christians talking about burning sage, I'm like, bro. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. right? Yeah, not of God, not in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, You know, that that they want to do to be able to try and make things work according to their will. And to Mm -hmm. be honest, you know, Adam and Eve can be the first people to tell you when you read that story that the minute that you try to get on the same level as God, things do not go well. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lucifer got humbled really quick in the same regard, too. But, you know, something interesting that Anthony just talked about um, was the word freedom. And quite frankly, I really believe there are a lot of Christians um, that have taken the word grace for Mm. granted the way Americans sometimes take the word freedom for granted. And I think that that is a huge thing to talk about because I mean, Jeff, you're over there in Oregon. There were people burning Bibles in your city Yeah, (laughs) and, oh, I'm just exercising my, my free right to burn the American flag, burn Bibles. Uh Excuse me. Freedom and grace does not mean we get to just live however we want. And, you know, and people say, well, it's all under the cross and all of this. I understand that by by the death on the cross that our sins are forgiven. But there's also a difference in sin and iniquity. 
Iniquity is purposeful sin, meaning you knew better and you still sought out to be evil, to have a, 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 a demise that was uh, uh, despicable against heaven. That's the difference. And I think a lot of times people take this for granted. They take freedom for granted in America. The, you know, they think they can go out and do whatever they want. These transgenders, these, um, you know, uh, homosexuals, everybody that's going out and yeah. saying, oh, well, I have free speech to do this. Okay, but you're also assaulting, quite frankly, these kids. They're coming after the kids. It's a known fact. Okay, there should be no freedom in that. Same thing where, oh, grace is under the blood of Jesus. Well, that doesn't mean you get to just go rob a bank or murder people or, or steal from somebody. Like, absolutely not. We as the church have got to be bolder about these things because too many people have been playing nice and too many people have just been giving your, your watered down, God's not mad at you messages, your, you know, just simple stuff to basically fill seats in the church, but they won't be bold and really cause a conviction inside the hearts of people where they're going to go out of that church after service and be a changed person. That yeah. is what the church needs. Yeah. Well, and one of my old mentors gives a great analogy. I've shared this on the show before, but um, it applies here is the whole idea of Tra- like traffic laws actually facilitate freedom. Um, so for instance, like, you know, we, any of us, we have the freedom to drive wherever we want. Right. If, mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. tonight I decide I'm driving to Nebraska, let's go. I can go. Right. Yeah. But yeah. there are traffic laws and their designated places to allow that freedom to be exercised. Right. Um, and I think the, the same definitely applies within the church. And I think, Paul talks about this ad nauseum in the book of Romans about, hey, be aware of your brother's conscience. Because I, I, dude, I remember like in my early 20s, um, you know, there was like a lot of my friends were ex- exercising our freedom. And, um, you know, it, we made it so much more about we're free in Christ rather than being aware of the conscience of a brother. And so if someone takes offense to something, Paul even addresses that. It's like, on the one hand, he addresses both sides of it. It's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, all things are permissible. Not all things are beneficial, which I think people take, <laughs> people take the first part of that verse that are just like, all things are permissible. Okay, let's go. You know, I'm like, well, hang on. Like, there's another part of it. Not all things <laughs> yeah. are beneficial. What does that mean? And sometimes that can be situationally being sensitive to the people that are there that might, you know, might uh, take an issue with, certain things that you don't have, have a personal conviction about, but we make it so much more about our own freedom of like, no, right. I'm allowed to do this. Therefore everybody needs to just suck it up and deal with their judgy hearts. I'm like, yeah, but at the same time we need to like, and so that's where discipline comes in, in as well. Because if, if our goal is unity, if our goal is being conformed to the image of Christ and not exercising our freedom, which is there, but that's not the thing we make our freedom, the thing, and not being conformed to the image of Christ, yeah. the thing yeah. when being conformed to the image of Christ is the main thing. That's the thing. And, um, and, and I think that's where a lot of these problems come in and a lot of lack of discipline comes in because it's like, man, dude, when you, you know, like Anthony, you were mentioning like, uh, you know, or Matt, one of the two of you mentioned, like when, you know, following Jesus until you get to the things that are not fun or are not glam the glamour side of following Jesus. And then you're like, ah, okay, I'll add in astrology or I'll add in, 
right. uh, you know, burning sage or I'll add in manifesting stuff. Uh, uh, you, get, you, you get what I'm saying though. Well, yeah, because it, it comes down to this, Jeff, you, you can't, you can't post on your story on Instagram, uh, you know, tithing 10% when you really got to pay the bills. <laughs> do I tithe or do I, do I pay my rent? No one's going to want to Instagram that, but right. Hey, my horoscope, I'm going to post that out there today because you know, that's fun, yeah. you know, <laughs> or God told me that, you know, you know what? I actually got to walk away from this relationship not out of hate or anything. It's just, I'm going this way. You're going that way. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to post about that. Right. You know, there are certain things that come to, that come with being a believer and a Christian that are just to be, you know, to be honest, just a lot of work. It's a ton yeah. of work. And if you've noticed, you know, just in society right now, a lot of people don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the effort. And, you know, just a few weeks ago, we had a really awesome event here at Lord of Hosts Church called Engage the Nations. And we had guest speakers, Eric McCaxis and Rick Green come in. And one of the things that really stood out to me during this event, it was about how to really just use your voice as a believer in the political realm and just in the marketplace to preserve, to help preserve this nation and do your part. Mm -hmm. The one thing that they brought up that I've really been studying on and meditating on is the fact that this idea of self-governance was really the foundation for how the founding fathers set this uh, nation up and this government. And, you know, what it comes down to really is what we just already talked about is having the wherewithal and a extra measure of selflessness to be able to hold yourself to a higher standard of moral, uh, of just moral law, uh, a higher standard when it comes to moral authority and knowing that it isn't just about you and what maybe God created you to do, or maybe you and what your choices are, it comes down to what did God say? What did God create me to do? And what are the boundaries that he's allowed me to operate within so that I'm not a hindrance to people, but I'm actually a blessing and helping people in their own journey as well. Mm. Man, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll even just allude to something you had mentioned about people don't want to put in the work. And I think that is absolutely spot on. I think even more to that, people don't want to put in the work to the important things. Mm -hmm. They'll put in the work to things that don't matter, to things that are entertainment to them. A lot of people put in work for their own social media because why? It's themselves. It celebrates them. It's about them. People that put five selfies out in one day. Here's me eating breakfast. Here's me uh, driving to work. Here's me mm -hmm. um, listening to music. Here's me with my friend. And now we got females doing duck lips and guys taking shirtless gym selfies all the time. And we've sometimes got guys doing both of those things, but Correct. you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, another bad yeah. one there. Yeah. So don't even get me started. But again, this is not helping anything when right. people are posting about themselves 24 mm seven, -hmm. but yet they can't put anything out about the Lord. You know, people want to get on and give a nice um, inspirational message on their Instagram live or they want to put a story out for 30 seconds or something. But I'm like, there's nothing about the word in there. My dad always talks about anyone can get on and pontificate and say a sentence or two or a paragraph and make it sound really nice. But is there an anointing of truth behind it? Is the word of God behind it? And I think that is 
very key in this time. I want to see people get on their stories, praying for people, praying against the, 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 the spirits that are trying to come on America right now. I want to see people get on and cast out demons. I want to see people get on that are going to pray boldly in, 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 in the Holy Spirit and tongues. Where is that at? You know, I see too many pastors, too many just people that, you know, even if they're not in ministry that just get on and they want to just give some nice inspirational, you can be great today type of message, you know, and listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but we have to have a balance with the word of truth. And we need to start putting out some bolder statements into the land, into the atmosphere. You know, it's like you even mentioned astrology, Anthony, and it's like, or I think it might've been you, Jeff, that actually mentioned it, but. I see these people that like talk about their like Zodiac signs. I don't even know what that stuff means. What's even in that? It's garbage people. It, it, all right. It's ridiculous. If, if any of you guys you know, are putting any stock in and stupid horoscopes, yes. it's garbage. It's people that sit there and just like, it's their job to come up with like what your, <laughs> what your mission is yeah. this month and what your right. people in your sign are doing. It's garbage. You guys. Well, like people say like, oh, well, I'm a cancer. Like I rebuke that. I mean, I'm like, I don't want to say that <laughs> at all. Why cancer. am I going to wish yeah. that? You know what I mean? Like literally, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to wish that upon myself or anybody. I'm not going to say, I, I don't even know what that means, what month or week that is or anything. Yeah. Some weird thing that people have today. But this is why we've got to bring truth back and why the church needs to step up Absolutely. and be more disciplined. Yeah. And really that discipline needs to lead to more boldness. Mm-hmm. You know, it it just comes down to this, you know, everybody is on a journey where they are searching for that perfect peace. Yeah. And it just so happens that that perfect peace can only be found through one way, one road, and that's through Jesus Christ. There is no addition. There is no substitute. There is no alternative. And I believe what's happening right now is you have people that are literally trying so hard to get back to their original identity that God created for them, because that's where that peace is, that they're willing to change their gender. They're willing to uh, switch teams and start dating the same sex. They're willing to, uh, you know, like Matt said, they're willing to just abide by certain horoscopes because maybe that can lay out a plan for their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, they're willing to do all of these different things and be a part of these different things because at the end of the day, they're searching for that peace and it comes down to well we've got to get back to understanding who our identity is in and where and and why we're here you know it's interesting for all of our pet owners out there you know if your if your pet happens to have a a health issue or sick or something you're not going to take your pet to the auto body mechanic right Mm -hmm. so why is it that we as people refuse to go back to the original source when there's something going on with us yeah when there's something that we're Mm -hmm. trying to search and and go deeper in and i feel like a lot of part of this god and or this god plus is we're really doing ourselves a disservice because we're just trying to find temporary solutions at a surface level well maybe if i just put all of my effort and energy in because of my color or my race Mm -hmm. or maybe Mm -hmm. if i put all of my effort and energy into my career or my relationship, yeah. or, uh, you know, what I look like. Guys, we've got to do ourselves a better service, take ourselves more seriously. We are, we are so wonderfully and fearfully made that we are made at such a complex level that we literally 
have to go to God himself to be able to understand who it is we really are. Mm -hmm. And like Matt said, we've got to get back to putting all of our effort in the things that matter. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I just feel to say this real quick. I don't know who this is for, but just because you're fasting doesn't mean you're doing it for the Lord. There it is. Fasting alone is not going to help you attain some type of spiritual enlightenment mm-hmm. or achieve a next level of getting into your, your, your chi or whatever. The reason for fasting is because you are willing to put in the time and energy to put God first and spend time with him. That is the purpose for fasting. Yeah. Yes, man. I think too, where a lot of this comes from is like, you know, Anthony, you're mentioning about like going back to the source, the original. Um, and I think, you know, and that's God obviously, but I think a lot of times, like I always look at people who get into new age, which is really big right now and Eastern mysticism, which is really big right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, even though it's not good, it affirms to me, we are spiritual beings. Like that's how, like we were meant to commune with God. We were meant to commune with him. And when that line is severed, the need, that desire is still there to connect on a spiritual level. And then it's like, you're misguided. And and the interesting thing about new age and, and Eastern mysticism and all this other gobbledygook is Anyone who's come from that into the kingdom of God, the answer is the same every single time. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, this stuff's great, but also Jesus or like anyone who's come from that place, witchcraft, occultism, whatever it is, it's always the same. They're like, Jesus is the true. um, He's the authentic one. All these are counterfeits. He's the actual one. And. It's the same every single time. It's not, there's never, ever um, anyone who has had a true transformation, true encounter with the Lord. It's never, yeah, well, also, I mean, you can also do these other things. That's cool too. It's always, no, I've tasted all that horrible stuff. It's not, it's not the same. I was misguided. I needed that. I needed to connect on a spiritual level, but I was misguided. And once I actually found Jesus, I was like, oh, that's it. That was what I was looking for. It's the same every time, you know? It is. And I know Matt probably has something, but I just want to say this scripture real quick. So we always got to bring it back to the book, right? Mm -hmm. We can talk all day about our opinions or how we feel, but Mm -hmm. really it's about what does God say? So going back to what you were saying about all of this Eastern mysticism, none of this stuff is, I like how they call it new age, but really it's old Uh because it's been around for thousands of years. If you go back and look at the new age, yeah, yeah. The history of of Paul in addressing uh, the Colossians, you know, uh, there was this thing called Gnosticism, where people were practicing uh, uh, things that uh, such as watching what they eat. There's only certain things I can eat. I can't I can't eat this. I got to watch that. You know, yoga. There were all of these different Mm -hmm. meditation, all of those things they were practicing during those days. It just is coming back now and they're calling it a different name for marketing purposes so don't fall (laughs) don't fall for satan's marketing ploy he is the best advertiser you could probably come across so don't get duped 
But Galatians 5.17, I think, sums this up perfectly. It says, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. I love that part. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility. It goes on and on and on. He said, as I have said before, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm saying all that because you have to be careful, folks, if you are dabbling in this stuff because it is a gateway. It is a doorway that leads to a much darker place that can end up taking you out of this world, uh, let alone your salvation. Yeah, and I would even just go along the lines of something Anthony had mentioned about people trying to find their perfect peace. You know, look at the disciples, how they couldn't seem to just figure out or know who Jesus really was. And you look in John 14 when Philip, question Jesus. And he said, it says, Philip said, Lord, show us here. He calls him Lord, right? And then he goes, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. Well, you just called him Lord. And now you're going to follow up with that question. And Mm -hmm. Jesus replies to him and says, Philip, like just bluntly says to him, look, dude, like, have I not been with you this whole time? And yet you still don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Mm-hmm. Notice how there was one disciple who got peace, the one that sat uh, sat close mm-hmm. to Jesus, that's John. Yeah. And it says that's the one Jesus loved, which he loved all of them, but there was a special what relationship. And so you see different people within the body of Christ or just life in general where it's like you can see Jesus flowing out of them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they spend time with him. You become what you hang around. You learn yeah. You learn what you read. You learn what you study. You learn what you put your time in. So if you want to learn the heart of God, what do you do? You chase the heart of God. Yeah. You need to sit and have conversations with him. You need to talk with him, and he'll speak to you. That's the, 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 the reason John had that peace. And notice, he had peace following Jesus all the way to the foot of the cross. He didn't flee and didn't fear like all the other ones mm-hmm. did. John followed him and continuously yeah. followed him. And guess what? In fact, he was the only one who wasn't martyred. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to really, I want to go back really quick to, um, especially like, cause we're still talking about this God plus um, kind of mentality. There are a lot of uh, things within the church um, that are kind of creeping in um, and not like a lot of spirit-filled churches, I would say, aren't dealing with this issue, but there are a lot of churches that that these things are kind of becoming more acceptable. Um, and it that's uh, Christian-centering prayers, Christian chakras, and Christian yoga, which the whole that last one, Christian yoga, is hilarious to me because um, yoga is a physical worship of the pantheon of gods in uh in Hindu, the Hindu religion. Right. And so for me, it's kind of the very ironic. I'm like, these are actual positions that are devoted to the various gods. And there are thousands of them. If you look up the Hindu religion, 
um, and growing. They're constantly adding new ones. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who um, was going through a bout of anxiety and he's become very progressive. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, I started doing Christian centering prayers. And I was like, what? What? And I, so I looked it up afterwards and it's full on like Eastern style, like Tibetan monk style prayers with the prayer bowl and you ring the bowl and you burn sage and like all this stuff. And you like hum these chants. And I'm like, yeah, it's tricky, man. Cause well, not tricky. It's, it's frustrating because the blood of Jesus is the blood of Jesus is the blood yeah, of Jesus. Right, yeah. Either Either it's true that we're new creations in Christ or it's false. And if you, if it is true, um, what does that mean? You know? And, um, to me, it's like the, the Christian centering prayers, Christian chakras, Christian yoga, all those things are, um, are man's efforts to try and, translate something that only God can ultimately do in our lives. Um, and that revelation of being a new creation, man, it's like, that's what Paul prays the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Like yes. these are, these are other world, like these, this is God invading earth. This is God invading us and transforming us. And, and a lot of times it's like that desire to still want the world and hold on to the world. And, but then also have God at the same time. Um, and it just gets real muddy, man. It does. Mm -hmm. it, well, part of it too, Jeff, is because, you know, our, again, our generation is so caught up in sensationalism. Mm -hmm. You know, I was actually saw an article that uh, I think it was by uh, uh, one of the campus crusade groups um, that had just put out, I think it was InterVarsity maybe might have been the group, but they put mm -hmm. out a, um, a study and they found a survey and they found that the Gen Z and millennials are i forgot how they describe that basically are more than ever they're the generation we're the generation that is most spiritually curious there you go most spiritually curious and spiritually open than previous generations and we have to be careful like you were just saying because if you're in a church or some of these pastors are saying some of these things you really have to have a high level of discernment that's rooted in what god has said in his bible what is good and evil yep. Just like going back to Adam and Eve, you have to watch how words, how things are cert certain words are misconstrued or the way things are said, because it's easy to get caught up in the sensationalism of things. I call we call this the social media effect, right? You put out a post and you see a like, you see comments, and you start to dopamine. Get yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we call this spiritual junkies, right? Because you got a bunch of people also that are just hopping from church to church or prophet to prophet, looking conference for conference to conference. Word. You know, yeah, conference to conference, and there has to be a point. Going back to what Matt said at the beginning, you have to have a level of maturity and spiritual discipline. Mm. It says in Proverbs that it's the glory of God. To conceal a thing and it's the glory of kings to search out that thing mm -hmm. folks we got to put in the work the time and the effort to that's build it. our relationship with the yeah. lord if we truly want to go deeper and yeah, understand more about who it is that we are in him but also what's going on around us again the universe chakras yoga meditation none of that stuff is going to help you come into that level of spiritual understanding God has. It only comes through him and the kingdom of heaven. It says even at the beginning of, 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 of creation, 
It was wisdom that was with God, forming the boundaries of the oceans, forming the mountains. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Harry Krishna. It wasn't. It wasn't astrology and yeah. horoscopes. It uh-huh. was. It was the Holy Spirit. And so we have got to be okay with the way that God does things and how he says it needs to be done, mm. even if it doesn't feel good. Yeah, man. yeah. And, and I would even say, you know, along the lines of, are we serving Jesus willfully or are we trying to make him serve us? Yeah, our needs are, you know, man. I, I really, I'm really That's telling real. you because yeah, I, here's the thing. It's, it's, Jesus is not supposed to be labeled to our comfortability level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, too many times people have these misconceptions about what they want to determine Jesus is, you know, um, here's, here's the other thing too, on this. I truly believe that there are a lot of times where prophecy is very much to be determined. And here's why I say this words can be given, but people have the choice to choose its destiny. Mm. And you look at Isaiah 53, right? And sometimes prophecy, the, the person who prophesied it may not see it come to pass in their lifetime. Keep in mind, everything you saw in the book of Isaiah about Jesus and Isaiah 53, especially, Jesus still had that choice in the Garden of Gethsemane to determine what was going to happen to those words. And I think a lot of times people bounce, like Anthony said, from church to church, prophet to prophet, pastor to pastor, you know, and then they think, oh, well, you know, this isn't working because this word didn't come to pass or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I get it. There could be times where maybe somebody misheard, but then I see a lot of times where somebody really did hear from the, the, the word of the Lord and the heart of God spoke it to a person, but the person's destiny they chose affected that prophetic word. And sometimes that's why you see people jumping from church to church, opportunity to opportunity. They're never settled. And then they blame the church or they call out and say, oh, well, I've been hurt by churches. And then they go see uh, secular uh, uh, counselors and they get into this mm-hmm. astrology stuff and mm-hmm. think that that's going to determine their destiny. does not work that way. They right. start shunning out God. They throw Jesus into the dust because they were basically blaming the church, saying, I got hurt by a church or many churches. But at the end of the day, the root of the issue was their own self issues, Mm -hmm. their own self uh, uh, sin that they don't want to let go of. They have a foot in the world and a foot in God and wonder why prophetic words weren't coming to pass. Right. Yeah. God was basically still seeing their heart, seeing that, listen, I'm trying to give you the Mm -hmm. opportunity here. I'm speaking Mm -hmm. to you, but you're refusing to fulfill that destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that whole too, like the whole idea of like, come as you are, stay as you are too. Yes. You know, like we see that a lot in, in a lot of churches now of like, come as you are, stay as you are. They don't preach repentance. They don't preach everything that's in the Bible. They cherry pick what they want to talk about. And then yeah. there's this whole warping of even what love, love means and what love is kind of by the world standards and many Christian progressive Christian churches, um, what that now means is tolerance. Love means mm-hmm. accepting whatever people, wherever people are at, as in affirming whatever lifestyle they are currently choosing. Right. And the reality is, is God has opinions about things happening in the world. And it's important that we shelve 
any any issues that we personally think i was talking to someone the other day about something and they were like i personally don't think this is this is an issue and i said well it's important that we don't inject when it comes to issues that the bible does talk about it's important that we don't inject well personally in my opinion right. i don't you know especially when there are issues that are very concrete yeah um in in scripture and i'm like just because you don't think or just because i don't think something is a big deal doesn't mean it's not a big deal and it's important it's important to allow the word to inform our uh our our lifestyle versus god's word to to inform our lifestyle choices and not our own personal flesh and um look I, you could be fairly straight laced but you have some i you have some personal i you say you come into christianity you come come to know the lord and there are certain things that you uh, ideals you hold to that don't align with scripture we need to submit to what God has instructed exactly. us to, to do and how to live, not yeah. the other way around. Like you were talking about, Matt, of of having, you know, bending Jesus to our will and having him serve us versus us serving him. Well, I think one thing I'll say to that, too, is is I think also the other misconception people have is a lot of times people talk about, well, the supernatural died when Jesus died. You know, he's gone or there's no such thing as supernatural, mm -hmm. but yet they look to worldly things like astrology and witchcraft and try to create their own personal supernatural. Do you see right. the misconception, how it's contradicting? It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. Yeah. So what people do is, like I said, they shun out God, they shun out the power of the supernatural from heaven, and then they try to create their own sort of supernatural within these weird new age things, these right. astrology things. And they want to put their own stamp on it. And there's always a message behind something like that. There's always an intent. You know, people are talking all the time about, oh, these, you know, homosexuals and transgenders in the, 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 the pride month and all of this. And, you know, my dad always says, why is it that they get a whole month of stuff, but yet the veterans and the soldiers get one. Day? Right. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. And people just say, oh, well, let them have, you know, their their transgender, you know, beliefs and their homosexual beliefs, mm -hmm. they're not directly affecting you, but people are ignoring the message behind it. These people want to go after your kids. Well, they say it's it. a fact. They said, yes, yeah. they're starting to they, be open they about it. Say it. Yeah, correct. But my thing is a lot of times people have just segued that and said, oh, well, they're not directly affecting us to the point where they ignore what you just said. They're exactly coming out saying it. There's mm -hmm. pictures with children looking at these adult people. And how is this allowed? How is this like, let me, let me, let me say something on this too, real quick. And, and I'll stop my rant, but we see <laughs> these shows, good. we see these shows. Okay. And these, these, uh, 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 gay pride shows in the streets. I mean, it's like a sports team just won a championship or something. Okay. And you got a parade in the streets and kids are allowed to sit there and look at this while people who are nude are biking around the streets and kids, four or five-year-olds are sitting there looking at this stuff, but yet you have to be 18 years old or something like that to get into an R-rated movie or buy mm -hmm. an M-rated video game because yeah. it has language or nudity or whatever, but yet 
we can allow this in the streets. It doesn't make any sense to me. Then what's right. the point of having G rated PG rated PG 13 and right. R rated movies? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's not it, 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 it. People don't look at the message behind something and see the intention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that the, the reason why we're here, all of that happening and for us, you know, we can say that this is ridiculous, but what it is, is it's moral relativism, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have a bunch of people that are saying, oh, it's it's you know, it's wrong that you could have you can own a gun but then you have like matt was saying you've got naked grown men in the street shaking themselves in front of uh children yeah and people are celebrating this you're like how on earth did we get here help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today yeah and i think what has happened is we're doing too much. We're doing too much of the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And it. we've manufactured these issues in our country and in our nation because our ancestors, the people that came before us, did such a great job of understanding what it meant to truly sacrifice for the Lord, to truly be a servant of the Lord and obedient for the Lord, that it paved this way of abundance and prosperity but now you had a generation born that have no clue what it means to truly sacrifice so that's why you have all these people doing a whole bunch doing too much of nothing jumping onto this cause jumping onto that cause uh virtue signaling everywhere because they Mm want to feel like they are making a difference but they're making a difference for all the wrong reasons because why i believe those same values that our ancestors, our grandparents, um, the people before us had, have fallen away. They weren't passed down like they should have been. And now we're stuck in this place now where we can't even decipher, you know, what is God, what is not of God? Or, yeah, this is God, but maybe if we add this piece of it too, then things will be good again. Yeah. And we've got these false mixtures everywhere. And it comes a point, guys, where we've got to say enough is enough. We have to make a stand and, and get rid of the plus and start subtracting. Mm-hmm. You know what God really respects? God respects the remnant. And notice there was a special anointing upon remnants because you look at even Anthony just mentioned the, 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 the forefathers, the, the early people that formed this country. OK, every time there was a remnant, even in the word of God, what happened? God placed an anointing yes. special upon them. They may have been outnumbered a million to one. OK. But you watch and you see even even the the, the Americans against uh, uh, the, the Redcoats. You, you look at American history. The remnant always had a special anointing when they submitted their will to God. And what I mean by remnant is listen to the great lines, the, 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 the words in between that remnant standing for truth, standing for God. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like everyone else. The remnant is separate. They are on their own. They are basically coming out being separate of the world's ways they're they're basically setting a, a, a an example in the kingdom that we're standing for truth we're standing for our freedoms we're not going to back down and guess what i mean david was a remnant and look what happened right. god gave him a special anointing mm-hmm. samson was a remnant until obviously he sold out later on but then guess what he came back to his realization and god used him one last time when you decide to be a remnant that's what god will give you a special anointing and a special grace. And you don't have to seek out 
everything else that everyone's seeking on social media, astrology, all these different, you know, memes that people look on social media for inspiration. And that's their daily Bible, you know, some nice like two sentence meme or something that 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 doesn't do anything. Be a part of the remnant and watch how God changes your life. Amen. I just want to say this real quick and add to that. It's okay. For those of you who are listening, it's okay to not have all the answers in your walk with God. Right. Just because maybe you haven't gotten an answer or you feel like God is silent, sometimes he's silent or you don't get an answer because he needs you to continue to grow and mature in your faith. Mm -hmm. That isn't an opportunity for you to say, oh, well, now I'm going to try and do this thing over here to try and get what I need because God isn't answering. God is with you every step of the way says in the bible that he's a good father a good father never leaves you so i need so i I just felt to say that for those of you who are watching because it is okay it is okay if you do not have all the answers if you don't know the full picture if you don't have the full plan if you had all those things and you wouldn't need faith right faith is what's going to get you through and sometimes it takes walking through a season where you are out of your comfort zone stick with it don't add anything to what god has already planned and done for you yeah yeah that's it and you know anthony like you were talking about how you know we've uh, we've abandoned a lot of these values that our our grandparents had um you know even Mm -hmm. older than that um and something i was thinking about was like a lot of it too comes down to like you know, we've looked at like we as a society or a church society, I guess I should say, have looked at certain approaches to someone, you know, you think of like the the cliche angry street preacher, you know, yeah. who like they're preaching the truth, but they're doing it in a very like hate filled motive. Uh, and something that I was thinking about is like we've looked at that and gone, OK, we need to change our approach. But the thing that we've changed is the presentation of truth, right. not the motive and the heart behind it. And um, the reality is when you're presenting truth to people, you're going to be, it's not popular. Like, especially when it comes to biblical truth, which is infinite and in his endured time, biblical truth versus in the moment, whatever society's definition of truth is um, or, or lack thereof um, as is the case. is 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 recognizing like look you're going to be presenting an unpopular opinion and if your motive is to be liked then you're doing it for the wrong reasons right but it's also important that you do it from a place of love and i know that we talk about this a lot it's like yeah jeff i know but but it's worth pointing out because there are a lot of it's okay to get angry at um it's okay to get angry at things that are happening in the world that are unrighteous it absolutely is and that righteous indignation that righteous anger can propel you forward but also recognizing that like man these are people that god died for and um and focusing in on that rather than than like allowing the anger of whatever it is to be like, to blind you from, because people aren't, they just don't respond to it. And, and they're not going to respond. A lot of times they're not going to respond even when you present truth. They're not going to respond yeah, in a good yeah. way. But Jesus yeah. also warned us about that. He said, people are going to hate you because of me. 
you know? It's true. And we should actually find a lot of great comfort in that, knowing that Jesus himself, right. I mean, look at dude. I mean, like, uh, what was the word you described, Matt? You described Jesus as, uh, oh, savage. savage. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus yeah. said some savage things. <laughs> he absolutely said some savage things. Um, and so not allowing ourselves to get hung up on, uh, cause man, I just, I, I kind of just my last thing on this and I'll let you guys talk, but I've observed a lot over the years of like Christians, we get so focused on being liked. That's the thing that we chase is being mm -hmm. liked by people. Um, and so we'll kind of other Christians who are speaking the truth because we, you know, we want to be liked by people and we're like, Oh, and it, re it reminds me of a story of, um, that actually happened. There's um, a, a guy that I used to do missions with who actually like now identifies as a woman. And mm -hmm. there were mutual friends that were like, Oh, I'm going to be Jesus to him. Uh, girls that were like, I'm going to be Jesus to him. And, and, and uh, so they like, we were giving him fashion tips and stuff like that. I'm like, you are condoning this behavior mm -hmm. when yeah. there's obviously something, there's something missing in the equation for him who he thought Jesus is, is not who Jesus actually is. Because if he saw who Jesus really was, he wouldn't fall into this. He wouldn't be identifying as a woman. There's trauma there and there's pain. And all you're doing is feeding that. Um, yeah. 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 So go ahead, Ann. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say this real quick. You know, we, we talk about, you know, the people that identify as a, a different gender than they were born as, mm -hmm. or maybe they, I don't know, whatever it is that they're struggling with in terms of maybe bondage or, you know, sickness, or maybe mm -hmm. it's mental illness. You know, I, I, I just got this picture is when you were talking about that, Jeff, is, you know, if God pulled back the covers, he just pulled back and just showed you a quick snippet of the end result of your life from his point of view. I truly believe that there would be millions of us, probably billions of us on this earth that would truly be upset and disappointed not in the Lord, but in ourselves, because we've allowed ourselves to fall short of who he called us to be. Yeah. And I think to your point, Jeff, it's, it's not about coming at people and, and making them feel some type of way and, and yelling at them. You want to make them feel some type of way of, in that instant. Like, what do you think Jesus sees you as? Do you think this is the best that he wants for you? And I, I feel like when you come from that approach, it really starts to make people think, wow, you know, who did I do this for? Why did yeah. I do this? What was my mm -hmm. purpose and intent behind it? Kind of mm -hmm. like you were saying earlier. Yeah, I, and and to kind of just segue off this, I think why Christians a lot of times, um, you said they want to be liked. Well, it really starts at the top mm -hmm. and yeah. the leadership of pastors because too many pastors want people in their their their, their sanctuaries and uh -huh. their seats yeah. and so they don't want to hit hot button topics. yeah the no fly zone uh, topics yeah yeah right <laughs> you know and they're afraid because you know they're gonna call something out that's gonna offend a quarter of the the sanctuary or something like that listen my parents we have a very multicultural church here anthony i mean yep. you can attest to that and they didn't hold back from anything. In fact, the church grew because of it. And when this, you know, pandemic happened and things like that, mm -hmm. so many churches around the nation were shutting down. Yeah. And it's no wonder some of these liberal movements started having a right. voice mm -hmm. because the, where was the church? They were playing hide and seek. Yeah. And 
too many people were not standing up, speaking out, but yet it was okay for bars and strip clubs, nightclubs, et cetera, to be open at night. But the church had to be closed. My parents didn't shut their church down. They, they, they stood and, 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 and faced that camera and even talked to the governor and said, listen, you tried to shut our church down. We're not shutting down here. Right. And that's the thing is you go back and you think about these things and it's like, where was the church? We just basically went along with the movement. Everyone just followed along Sue. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be canceled this, that, and the other. And if we would just unite as the church, see there's problems in the world, but every one of those problems, the church should be involved in trying to fix the Uh church. I mean, people get it twisted when they say, well, you know, the separation of church and state, that was to keep government out of the church, not to right. basically it, it, people uh-huh. get it twisted that, oh, the church shouldn't have a voice. Excuse me. Jesus actually confronted yeah. government. Jesus said, go tell mm-hmm. Herod that Fox. Jesus confronted the Pharisees. Where is the church here in 2023? And, you know, we are supposed to be the 29th chapter of Acts. That's really our job, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I just think like even with um, with, even with the the topic of what happened in 2020 and churches shutting down and there were people like, oh, we're just doing the loving thing. We're just trying to obey the laws of the land. And I'm like, but it's just like, where where's the line then? Like, where's the line between doing what we know we're supposed to do and not? I'm just because I think about like during that time, I was thinking a lot about like, man, the early church. I'm like, it was illegal. It was illegal yes. to be a Christian. Yes. It was yes. illegal. The and yet they that. were still meeting yeah. in, in home churches. They, yeah. you know, like Nero was horrible. The emperor, yes. the, uh, the Roman emperor uh, was horrible to Christians and fed them to lions. And yet they still persisted. They still like our, our founding fathers of the, the religion uh, of Christianity, Peter, yep. Thomas, yep. all yep. those guys were martyred. A lot of them were martyred or people mm-hmm. tried to martyr them and God in his grace spared them. Right. And, uh, but, but they, there was a cost to it. And I think that that's where, that's where I was really, I think a lot of Christians really started. A lot of them woke up. There's a lot of people that have, that, that have woken up, you know, and praise the Lord for that and are still waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, where's the, where's the line? Where do we draw the line? You know, of like, because there were so many people that were like, I'm sure you guys got blasted by other other Christians that were like, you guys are being so unloving. You're being so unloving. Um, but at the same time, it's right. like, where's where's the you you guys are di- breaking the law. You're disobeying. Uh, you're disobeying <laughs> the laws of the land. And I'm like, yeah, but like, where is that line? Because well, Jesus himself violated yeah. the law, violated. You know what I'm saying? So why was it okay though for? sports teams that won the championship to have big parades in LA when the Dodgers and the Lakers won it that year and thousands and thousands could celebrate be maskless, but yet a crowd of five people can't sing hymns out on the street or give praise and worship to the Lord because, Oh, they're going to get arrested. That as, as, as a true Christian should royally righteously tick you off. Like it should not be about, Oh, well, you know, we got to protect other people. We got to be safe. You got to, you know, uh, uh, be cognizant. No, like they are literally shutting down the church and literally it's mm-hmm. a demon spirit behind it. 
Yeah. Like secular movements, they're they're okay to do whatever they want, but oh, the church can't. And yeah. by sitting back, not saying anything, you're really, okay, you used the word condoning earlier. We're really then at that point, just condoning everything the devil is trying to do sure. spiritually. Sure, yeah. You're coming in a line with it at that point. Yeah, yeah. I happen to certain, I happen to recall in history class, a certain period of time in the U.S. where in certain states, it was against the law for blacks to eat at certain restaurants right. or drink from the same water fountain. Should we still be obeying those laws? Yeah. What about the ones where women couldn't vote? Uh, that was an interesting law too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you know, you just gotta, there's a lot of just, well, there's a lot of hypocritical thought, but people are just aren't taking a step back to be discerning mm -hmm. of the spirit behind yeah. what is being pushed yeah. and mm -hmm. the narratives that are coming out as a result. I mean, telling healthy people to stay at home, uh, you know, we beat that one pretty hard. So I'll just let that go. Yeah. <laughs> but it should be a lesson for all of us just going forward. Yeah. You know, we're not robots. We're not made to just fall in line. Mm -hmm. But we are made to be representatives of the kingdom of heaven yeah. and also be voices for the heart of God. And that's mm -hmm. first and foremost, regardless of what that guy that's squatting in the White House is saying or whoever is saying that's contrary to the will of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Come on. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is good, guys. Um, I'd love for you to pray for the viewers and listeners. Absolutely. Well, yeah. dear Heavenly Father, we just speak a blessing over each and every person. And yeah. we speak an anointing mm -hmm. of boldness and preservation favor that when they open yes. their mouth, they'll know when and how to speak. You'll give them the words. It will come out effortlessly. And God, we will just speak right here and now that there will be a place inside people's hearts where they will say, I have got to get involved. I've got to stop sitting back yes. on the sidelines. I have to stop waiting in the wings. I need to get involved in my communities. Mm -hmm. I need to start speaking out. No more uh, a, a playtime in my relationship with God. I believe there are so many people right now yes. that you have been struggling back and forth in your relationship with God. We mm. rebuke any infirmity over yeah. your mind. We yeah. say, mind, you get in line with the spirit right now and mm -hmm. spirit get in tune with God and be the leader of that person. It, it, it mind, will, and emotions. And God, we just declare right now that yes. your angels come now and protect these people, spirit, soul, and mind. Peace comes to these people. Favor comes to these people. And we just declare it now that no, any infirmity can come near these people's dwelling in the name yeah. of Jesus, that there is a peace that goes before you, that you start finding the path God has for you, and that you submit to your calling, yes. and that you just start speaking out with boldness and watch how peace comes in your life and grace and favor yes. before you stop looking at the mm -hmm. mistakes in the past stop looking back at oh well i didn't get involved in this or i made a mistake here so maybe i shouldn't you know try again no 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 no. i'm telling you stop looking back look forward and god is going to give you the utterance god is going to mm -hmm. give you the absolute grace boldness favor and provision when you'll know when to speak how to speak and what to say and it's going to come out effortlessly Start getting involved. I'm telling you, especially the young generation, we need your yes. voice. Yeah. Now is your time. In Jesus' name, we mm -hmm. declare it. Yes, and we just thank you for every form of yes. demonic limitation. Yes. It is removed yes. and taken yeah. off of the people now. We yes. declare the muzzles on their mouths are removed. We declare that 
uh, fixed mindsets, Father, yes. are completely broken off and those chains yes. and bondages yeah. of doubt, of intimidation and fear fall away now. We speak and declare yes. that this day you walk boldly and yeah. freely in the calling that God has called mm -hmm. yes. for you and yes. has spoken over you. We declare that your feet will not stumble. Yes. You will not fall away to the left or to the right but you walk securely in what God has desired yes. for you. And we just speak now an anointing of preservation and a hedge of protection by the blood of Jesus covers you from the top of your head, yeah. to the soles of your feet, and you will live out the complete purpose through all the days of your life in Jesus name. Jesus yeah. Name. Thank you. Mm. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Well, guys, this is great. This was a great conversation. Very needed. Um, and I think it's just like a, a conversation that always kind of we as the church, the people that are waking up, keep going back to. And it's important that it it's always on the forefront of our minds of just even analyzing ourselves of like, hey, man, what are some areas that I need to just like some dead weight that I have that I need to let go of that? It's sure. just like, you know, so really, really yeah. good. You guys, um, how can people follow you guys? How can people watch, listen to primetime game changers? Let people know. Well, uh, on the bottom of your screen, there is our Facebook page. You can go check that out um, on Facebook, Game Changers Lord of Host Church. Same thing on Instagram at Game Changers Lord of Host Church. Um, you can follow me personally on Instagram at Quarterback Matt. Um, Anthony also is on Instagram. Yep, at Anthony.m.armstrong. And also, you can check out our podcast um, on any of the podcast uh, major networks. So you think about Spotify, if you think about uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, we're on all of those, as well as onevoicetv.net. Yes. You can check out the video portion of our podcast there. We stream it every Tuesday live at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That's God's time. Yeah, um, we're right in center. So that's that's what my dad says is God's time. So, of course he says yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Yeah, with that sense of humor of his. But uh, yeah, and then um, also uh, you can connect with our ministry via text. Uh, text the word connect to 70401. And uh, you can get updates um, from Lord of Host Church, Game Changers, awesome. things going on in the ministry. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. Bless you. This is great. Thank you so Thanks much for having, having us, man. man. We yeah. can't wait to do it again. Oh, yeah. Much love to y'all. Yeah. So, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed weekend. It's Friday. Woo! Uh, tune in on Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We got a great show planned for you. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.